Back again, episode 25. One more and we hit the half year mark, 26 episodes. The next goal will be 52. Got a little bit uh, tied up last week and had some interviews lined up and they kind of got delayed just due to Christmas. So I missed a week for the first time in 25 weeks, I think. So that was a little bit disappointing, but I'll make it up. I'm going to shoot out a couple of episodes this week to stay on track, I think. Um, Have an interview lined up tomorrow or the following day with a close friend, personal trainer, um, high rocks athletes, runner, sort of all-round fitness fanatic. That'll be interesting. Um, But today I just thought I'd jump online quickly, have a little bit of time. Solo, though. Uh, Chris is doing his thing this time of the year and yeah I've got a coffee in hand and just thought I'd rattle away today so it's going to be a little bit impromptu and just rattle off a few sort of things but first and foremost I wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions. I'm not a fan and I'll tell you why. I don't see the purpose or the point waiting to start a new year to start a new regime or to kick something off, particularly, and majority of New Year's, uh, New, Year's, New Year's resolutions are around health. Um, recent surveys show that the top three most most common New Year's resolutions are losing weight, exercising more, and improving diet. Why do we want to wait to start the new year to improve our health? Why would we want to do that? Isn't our health important enough to actually start it today and not wait? for another five days in the case of, you know, or four days, whatever it is, the date today. Um, I just don't understand that part. I mean, there's an old saying, the best time to start anything is today. Um, Sorry, the best time to start anything was yesterday. The next best time is to start it today. So why do we actually plan these big goals and then set these, you know, outrageous New Year's resolutions? Just start today. Um, I just don't understand it. But uh Anyway, i just rattle off a couple of things that um, most people set up. These are the top five. Lose weight, exercise more, improve our diet, quit smoking, and reduce alcohol. They're all great goals, or they're all great targets or, you know, things that you want to achieve. But don't wait. Just get on with it. Just, you know, put steps in place. And I think too many people, um, when it comes to setting goals, they set them way too big. And I've done this. We've all done this. Um, I did it after my shoulder surgery last year. I thought I was going to be back on track and doing all these things so quickly. Um, looking back now, I've really surprised myself how quickly I did get back, but it was way too big. And the second mistake I've made in the last couple of years, I've got back into trying to run more distance. And I thought I was going to be knocking out 10K runs in no time. After 20 plus years of sprinting, five or six years of actually not doing a lot of uh, running at all, living in the mountains and skiing and hiking a lot. Um, And then to get back into distance running has been a task. Um, It's put me to the test big time. I've constantly got sore quads. My recovery is much slower than I thought. um, And it's just been a grind. I got back into it maybe 18 months ago. I've run two 10K runs. Had a few little injuries along the way. Obviously, admittedly, maybe trying to ramp up too quickly, created hamstring tendinopathy, treating that now. For those out there that have gone through this process as well, happy for you to drop me some 
comments, particularly on Spotify, you can do this about what you've done to improve your hamstring tendinopathy. But typically, it's a overuse type injury that you need to strengthen. Um, I think I've gone through it before, laying on the floor on your back, both feet on the ground, feet close to your butt, lift your toes off the floor, then pressing down through one heel whilst the other foot is lifted off the ground and lifting that hamstring, literally a glute raise. But if you lift your toes off the floor, you'll create more hamstring tension. Um, and then just progressively doing other hamstring loading. Don't overstretch the hamstring. Straight leg deadlifts all the way to the floor with a heavy weight will put too much stretch on the hamstring. You want to restrict that until it starts to improve. But yeah, so we've all gone through that process where we want the progress to happen so quickly. And then I think what happens, and it's been proven before scientifically actually, that achieving things in life and um, achieving big goals comes when we see progress. So when you set things too high or the target too high, and you don't get the progress you want. We get disappointed and typically give up. And you see it time and time again, right? How many of your friends have actually said, oh, I'm going to do this and going to do that. I'm going to start eating really well. I'm going to start running. And, you know, they run a few times and then there's no progress and it's easy to give up. Um, like many people, I've been training my entire life and even I fall into that trap occasionally. Even I say to myself, oh, this is just too hard. Um, countless number of my guys I used to run with and coach at the track, you know, as 400 meter runners. You just get to that point, it's like, ah, oh, not again. Um, I was listening to Sam Parr the other week, which is one of my favorite podcasts, uh, My First Million with Sean and Sam. And Sam was obviously a reasonably good track runner when he was younger. And he said so many times when he got on those blocks, it's like, ah, oh, why am I doing this to myself? I just want to give it away. Um, I used to hate taking breaks. You know, I used to have a little bit of a break at the end of the uh, track season, maybe three or four weeks off. And I actually used to dislike it because I couldn't stand getting back into shape again if I had that break. Um, I used to try and go away skiing, you know, for three or four weeks or a couple of weeks every year and having that break, coming back and starting again, I used to hate it. So, yeah, setting goals that are way too big, I think, is majority of the issue, to be honest. Set attainable goals and make them really small. And as you tick that box off, you feel really good about yourself and then you go on to the next one. So, you know, having those small, um, more attainable type targets that you can chip away at and you see progress, um, you feel you get that positive sort of rush from it when you've actually, you know, achieved something. And I'm getting it now. I've actually decided, and even though I've actually run for a very long time and I know a lot about, particularly about track, obviously, and I do know about distance running, but I thought I want to follow a program just to keep me really disciplined at the moment. My life is really busy. Work is uh, kind of consuming. I'm trying to write a newsletter once a week or trying to podcast once a week and like everyone else, you know, just a bit of social life, but it's busy. So I'm using a Garmin app, you know, for a 10K run at the moment and I've committed to four runs a week and it's so good. I just get up and there's my run program for the day. I think I've had to move one run so far because I couldn't make it that particular day. Um, and I'm seeing this progress. I'm seeing my time slowly coming down. I'm seeing my heart rate coming down each run. I'm seeing my, um, uh, my stride repeats and my speed repeats getting slightly faster each time. And it's a really good feeling. Um, it's going to take me a little bit of time, but I've set a 10K target time and a 5K time. And, um, you know, I'll work towards those. And But just chip away. I think we set them way too big. So, yeah, never been a fan of New Year's, Eve, New Year's goals or resolutions. I just don't see them um, 
as a good thing and a bit of a waste of time. So I think, you know, as I said before, most people set their goals way too high. Um, and, you know, the motivation does really come from seeing that progress. You've got to see some sort of target achieved. You know, you've got to be able to see something in a few weeks, a few months, a few sort of years, but it takes years in some situations. You know, if you want to run a marathon, that may take you two years to get to that point where you run a decent marathon. Um, a close friend of mine, I think, ran a 3.29 this year. Um, after his first marathon attempt, he failed. He got to the 29K mark and it was a hot day in Sydney and he cramped and failed. And six weeks later, he went out and ran a 3.29. So his body could clearly do the work. Um, but that took him years. I think he's been actually building up to that for five or six years. So it's interesting. I just think we want things way too quickly. And I've been a culprit in this, particularly my work life, always gone after things, shining new objects and try to get things too fast. So set small attainable goals, um, achieve those little goals, reset the goal, go after the next one. You have the big picture in mind, but you've got to have those little steps along the way. Um, and I think also it's very wise if you don't know what you're doing to either get a coach um, because you train in these particular blocks. And not only are the blocks show progression and they've got a system to them, um, they also become fun because they change. You know, so you might be in an endurance block. So you're just knocking out long, slow runs and they become a little bit boring after a while. Then you go into your, you know, tempo block. So things pick up. You might then go into a strength block. Then you start running a few more hills. Um, so I think if you don't really understand what you're doing around the running space, then get a coach if you want to improve your health and fitness. And I recommend this to everybody. The fastest way to achieve anything in life is either find a mentor or get a coach. You know, if you know somebody that's prepared to help you and just take some time out um, that you can chat to, fantastic. And if you don't have that luxury and can afford a coach, you know, obviously some people can actually afford high-level coaches, great. If you can't afford that, join some sort of group where their coaching fees might be really minimal or an online community where you can reach out to people. Um, it's one of the things I'm trying to create. I want to create quite a big community where we can actually share information and reach out to each other. Um, so, you know, you get information that you don't necessarily have access to through your community. But, yeah, and I think, you know, setting some of these small goals, I wrote this out before um, for some of my friends that want to become healthier and, you know, I said make them, make them attainable goals and make them just small. Eat less sugar per day. Drink two or more glasses of water per day. Meditate for one minute in the morning. Now, that may sound like, oh, that's innocuous, you know, one minute, what a waste of time. Try and do it. Try and actually set aside the time and actually do one minute of meditation each day. Um, you, you know, you've got to apply mental capacity to it. And you've actually got to sit down and think about it. You know, set your alarm to get up 15 minutes earlier every day. That's a big one, I think, for a lot of people. Um, I'm a morning person, so I've never set an alarm in my life. I predominantly just get up somewhere between 5 and 5.30 every day. I just wake, unfortunate that way. But if you want to be more productive in the morning, just set your alarm for that 15 minutes and then get up, you know, and just get up and make your coffee, have some water, you know, take a shower, go for a walk, whatever it is. Um, and the other one I put down there for a lot of people is, you know, walking 10 minutes after each meal. It's a really good little target, and I think particularly after dinner, particularly if you've got a relationship and, you know, or you've got a dog or you've got kids, whatever else, to get up each, uh, to finish your dinner each night, then go for a walk, particularly in Australia in the summer. So beautiful to go for a walk after dinner when it just cools down that little bit. So, yeah, the big takeaway, um, 
you know, don't wait for New Year's to actually set these these goals and to achieve your health and and fitness and uh, life goals that you're going after. Just start them today and get on with it um, and make them attainable. Anyway, I hope everyone has a great new year. And I would just ask that if you do enjoy my podcast, it's, you know, it's growing slowly, but um, it's taking its time. I would love for you to forward it on or recommend it to someone else or hit me up about the things you want to hear. I want to do some deep dives more into some athletes. If there's a particular athlete you'd like me to do some research on and talk more about, then just um, hit me up in the comments on Spotify. Not sure if you can do it on iTunes, but you can listen to this podcast on iTunes as well. And I will do my best to actually do some research on that athlete and um, and uh, do a podcast on them. Anyway, that's all for today. As I said, I'll be back in a few days, I hope, with an interview um, with a personal trainer and to chat to her about you know what she does with her clients and how she's been able to maintain her health and fitness into her 50s. And yeah, until then, bye for now.